The Dragon Reread is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club. Did you know armadillos all have the same favorite color? Uh, unfortunately, it's completely undetectable to the human eye, and man, they love to rub that in our faces. <laughs> <laughs> For more armadillo-related facts, to find out how you can access episodes a day early, and to check out our other podcasts, visit us at armadillo.club. Time turns and ages come and pass, leaving memories that become TV shows yeah. and podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> Hello there. Welcome to the Dragon Reread. We're talking about episodes five through eight of season one of the Wheel of Time TV series. I'm Jeff Lake. I'm Alice Sullivan. And I'm Micah Sparkman. And this is the conclusion of the first season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we watched, so this is the remainder of the existing episodes right now. Yeah. So start with episode five, I gues right? Uh, so yeah, we, we start with an Aes Sedai funeral, a bunch of Aes Sedai died during yeah. that previous episode, right? Yes, in that big fight with Loghain's people. Yeah, also and the king, is... of, one of the kings died, right? Right, yeah, Alana killed the king of Gaelden. Yeah. And and she, you know, she cannot use the one power as a weapon unless she closes her eyes, I suppose. <laughs> hey, look, if she doesn't know she's killing the king of Gaelden, that's <laughs> no, not, she's not bothering the oath, right? The Bart Simpson school of the three oaths, like, I'm just going to swing my fist <laughs> if your face happens to be there. It's your problem. And that's yeah. not a violation, yeah. <laughs> It's what I mean, like, you know, if they don't know it's a lie, then they can lie, right? So, same deal, right? Yeah, this this scene with the graves kind of, I don't know, it's, I'm going to say a lot of negative things about this show at this point, but uh, those graves, it's like style over substance. They they buried them in a radiating circular pattern. Shallow graves. Very shallow. Yes, yeah, shallow graves. So, of course, it makes a really cool shot with the crane and the camera that shows the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. But, like, they're going to be down the road two hours before the animals are eating these ice <laughs> Yeah, and exactly. Return to the light. <laughs> it's just silly. This show is a lot of style over substance. Hmm. Well, speaking of, we get, we did get, like, a, a big aerial shot of Tarvalon, right? Yeah, yeah. So we see Dragon Mount and Tarvalon, and that stuff all looks pretty good, actually. Yeah. yeah. The, the, uh, the white tower is not at all how I pictured it, but I like what they did with it, you know? Yeah, you know, it's a tower. It's white. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's rounder than I expected. I guess I expected something more, like, you know, phallic. Unless, you know, round. <laughs> but it's good. I, really, uh, I, I like Round it. isn't phallic? I mean... Micah? <laughs> oh. Wait, is that... Uh, I mean, what? No. No. That's totally normal. And yeah, it's... So, yeah, Rand and Matt get to Tarvalon. They sort of straggle in on their own. And I guess we kind of witness uh, Matt's deterioration at this point. He's... Yeah, of, he's super jerky. Uh, because he's got the, the dagger powers, but they're all implying that he's the dragon reborn because he's dark and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I guess they they think that must be the the one power madness that everyone hears about. Yeah, there are also and, some cool little like I mean it's it's quick stuff, but you there are a few different places where you see Patton Fane lurking in the background. That was, that was super cool. That was a nice touch, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was. Cool. It was very subtly done. Mm-hmm. But, but he's like, yeah, he's alert. he's around a lot. Yeah, that guy's got a great presence. He does. Man, that actor just looks the part. Mm-hmm. He's right. got that, those big old teeth. Yeah. 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 And so pretty soon, uh, Moraine and Nynaeve's party straggles into Tarvalon, and then Perrin and Egwene's party straggles into uh, Tarvalon, to the White Tower, in fact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So at this point, well, yeah, everyone's in Tarvalon, but most of them aren't in the White Tower, right? Yeah. They're, they're, so they're Rand and 
bad time. So I guess they just skipped Camelin, basically. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah. Right. They just all went straight to Tarvalon, which doesn't make a lot of sense in the book, if they were to do that in the books, because they're avoiding Tarvalon on purpose. Yeah. That's okay. It's not like it's important for them to go to Camelin and meet Elaine and Gawain and Galad and Morghese. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they barely show up anymore, right? Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. And also, that's... I mean... No, no. They meet Min and Barillon, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which so they, they also skipped. So they skipped all of that. Gareth yeah. Bryan. Gareth yeah. Bryan. Oh, yeah. Not important. No. <laughs> yeah. Surely not. But Rand does meet Loyal, who's just hanging out in Tarvalon. Yeah. yeah how about did, that? Yeah. What did y'all think of uh, Loyal? He's pretty good, actually. Yeah. I yeah. thought the actor was very good. Yeah. He did a great job with it. His voice, I thought, was fantastic. I always wanted to know what a... What is it, like a bumblebee whispering or something? Yeah. However yeah. they describe his voice. I thought his voice was great. I thought his presence was great. I definitely laughed. I thought it was funny that at multiple points, poor Loyal is attempting to explain something and he gets interrupted, which <laughs> yeah. was very like true to the book. So Absolutely. that was good. Yeah. yeah. Like, we get the point. Let's just keep going. Yeah. yeah kind of, he's All right, like, Loyal. He's like going into a story and Rand just like wanders off. He's yeah. like, oh, okay. I guess, we're not, I guess we're done with the conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, that actor did well. I thought Loyal looked a little weird, but yeah, it was okay. I, I, I'm sure it's a limitation of, of effects, essentially, because you're right. Like, Loyal is supposed to be huge, and it's supposed to, uh, yeah, have slightly less human, I would say, than they, they made him, but, you know. Yeah, I didn't see any tufted ears. How am I supposed to know how he feels if I can't see tufted ears? Yeah, well, I mean, like, maybe they only show up when he's turned on, and, uh, you know. Mm, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, I did notice, I think he got shorter throughout the episodes because by the end it looked like Perrin was taller than him. I think Perrin just, the guy just is taller than him and I think what they did was they had him on boxes before but in that one scene they, they for whatever reason they didn't put him on a box and so they're just standing next to each other. Yeah. So it looks like he's getting shorter. He should have yeah. been. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I wish they'd done some kind of special effect thing to make him bigger because, you know. Or not even special effects. They could do some forced perspective stuff. I mean, right, it worked yeah, in yeah. Lord of the Rings. Why not here? Yeah. So, yeah, Perrin and Egwene don't actually make it to Tarvalon. They just see Tarvalon, and then they get captured by White Cloaks. Yeah, White Cloaks oh. are just fucking around right outside of Tarvalon. Right outside Tarvalon. Uh, okay. That's... This show, just, like, doesn't care about, like, geography or... Politics. Logic. Yeah, politics. <laughs> They're just like, okay, well, we're just going to move the White Cloaks over here, because it's simpler for us if we just buy... Get one set and have everybody be there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the White Cloaks are incredibly hateable. Uh, yeah, they are. They it's don't make form. much any much sense at all. It still bothers me that they wear one pauldron. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you you know you have to have your other hand free for you know for defending the, the, the light. light. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say like doing the Sikh Heil thing or whatever. You know, <laughs> yeah, Nazi. So the white cloaks, uh, in particular, Aemon Valda, uh, interrogate Egwene and Perrin by like carving up Perrin for a while to get Egwene to channel. This sure. Is the game. Yeah. Yeah, and this, I, I guess, I'm trying to remember. So this, how did this happen in the books? This was fairly early on, I'm trying to Well, Valda wasn't there at all. It no, was, that's It was right. uh, Geofram Bornhold. Yeah. Yeah. Who was like a nice guy, White Cloak. Yeah. You know, for the White Cloaks, he was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one <laughs> of the was, good ones. And there was no torturing happened. It was just, you know, Perrin was captured and was going to be executed. Right, and, and, and the guy was like, well, you know, we were... You, normally, I would buy your story, except you did, you know, bite the throats out of two of my White Cloak guys. <laughs> Yeah. And that's Dark Friend stuff. I mean, which, you know, yeah. not, in, in his defense. That's pretty yeah. reasonable. <laughs> yeah. And so the, that, that scene in the books was much more 
I don't know, gray area, because the guy seemed very reasonable, just sort of a, not a zealot. He wasn't blind. Yeah, mm-hmm. but Amon Valda is like straight up all kinds of evil. I'm yeah. going to torture you to... I don't really care if you're evil or not. I'm just going to torture you. Right, yeah. And uh, this, this causes Perrin to uh, spill his secret that he's a wife slayer mm-hmm. uh, in a scene that probably should just be edited out. All the Perrin wife stuff should just be cut completely yeah. out because it's garbage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't It doesn't really... I. I yeah, I, I, I'm hoping that they have some like long-term plan, but it doesn't feel like it's uh, yeah. doing much service for the character. Yeah, but eventually they manage to escape <laughs> via Egwene knifing Amon Valda in the back. But yeah. not waiting to make sure he was dead. Yeah, they should have. Yeah. Well, the wolves that show up at that point, so they had to, they had to bail. Yeah. yeah, and another unintentional laughing when Perrin, like, becomes Wolf Perrin and growls at Eamon Valda and he's like, Light, preserve me, what are you? It was so bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> oh, my stars. <laughs> yeah. There's also a whole bunch of stuff in this episode about Steppen. Yeah. The, the, the Warder. Uh, the Warder, Oh, yeah. I thought we were talking about the band Steppenwolf because, you know, Steppen got wolves yeah, and yeah. Steppen. Magic carpet ride. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, nice. It's classic. So he, he was one of the Aes Sedai's, one of the Aes Sedai's who died, yeah. No, no, it wasn't a lot of The other one that died, the nice one. Karid? 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 yeah. I think it was her. Karina. Karina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The like, new, I think she's new. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so there's this uh, long, long scenes about how bad he feels because she's dead. And apparently the warders are all come from broken homes. Uh, and they all yeah. found an Aes Sedai mommy to take care of them and solve their problems. Makes sense. Yeah, sure. How else are they going to get a bunch of boys to, you know... Devote themselves I mean, to. They they couldn't get a bunch of boys to join the most ultimate elite fighting force in the world uh, with magic powers. Yeah, I mean that is pretty cool. Uh, but it's all uh, super dumb. And Stepan eventually kills himself and land cries. Yeah, he beats his chest in front of everybody <laughs> and yeah. cries. Yeah, I, I, so I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, what what was the purpose of that scene? Like like the the whole thing, the warder funeral, and the like. It was very ritualized, right? Like there was like the. The, the way they spoke and the, the actions were all were clearly like ritualized. So, like, what was the purpose of that, I wonder? Well, I mean, the the obvious answer, right? They were trying to show the, ex, really show the depth of the relationship between a warger and their and their Aes Sedai, right? Which, because no, yeah. the show isn't about the Emmons Fielders. The show is completely focused on Moraine and Lan. It is the Moraine and Lan show that these other people kind of incidentally right. show up for. So this is this is like the downside of Lan's life. This is this is where Lan could end up. Yeah. If Moraine dies. Yeah, I I, I, I get that, but they don't use it. Does that make sense? Like, like that, if they were using that as some sort of like motivation for the character later, that would make sense. But they didn't really do that, right? Like Lan's attachment to Moraine doesn't become like a major like pivotal point at any point in the series season so far uh I, my read on this is that the writers of this show felt they needed to inject melodrama in every way possible yeah mm-hmm. and they didn't they weren't able to draw out the drama of the original text which has plenty of drama uh and plenty of lots of other stuff too yeah and so they added like they added the parent wife thing they added the matt broken home thing maybe matt's gonna be a warder mm. anyway <laughs> they added the love triangle that we'll get to. Yeah. Uh, and they added this thing with the warder, like this just total melodrama. Like, I'm super sad. I'm magic sad. And Lana's all like, I'm going to keep you up and I'm going to prevent you from killing yourself. And then he kills himself anyway. So how much of the episode would you estimate was devoted to this step in and his warder thing? In my memory, it's at least half. At like, least half? Yeah. So there's eight episodes. 
So one out of every 60 minutes of an entire season of the show was devoted to this guy. Yeah, this guy we never heard of, who's sad because this other person we never heard of died. Yeah. Uh, and who don't have much... Ah, ah, I did not enjoy it. No. Yeah. And that's what happens in this episode. Yeah, the end of, I think that was the end of episode five was the funeral. Right, yeah. yeah. And also, like, I, I get that Lan is a cartoon character, right? He's like... You know, the baddest ass that ever batted an ass, right? Sure. Yeah, an ass and, batter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he never has an emotion. He's got a stony face, but he moves like a leopard made of grease. He yeah. moves through lightning or something, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> grease but, leopard lightning, like the sun. But I, I don't know. They, they took him and they just made him like a normal soldier guy. Yeah. Who just, yeah. you know, smiles and laughs and gets drunk and has like laugh funny times with his friends and... and it's just no. There's no character there. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder. I wonder why they chose to make Land so much less stoic. I, 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 I have a feeling that it doesn't. That stoicism doesn't play as well on the screen as it does on the page because, in the book, you can be like, "Oh, Land feel Land's thinking this, or Land has this, but he has no reaction, whatever." But but if you do that on the screen, most of the people are just going to think the actor's a bad actor, right? Do they really explain though? Do they ever really explain what's going on in Land's head? It's a very rare thing. Well, He's mostly just, you know, stony planes. They talk about the fact that he is stoic and that the, that he is expressionless or whatever, as yeah. opposed to showing somebody being expressionless, which could come across as being a bad actor. Well, Land, Land has no interior life, really, in the books at all, right? Like not, he, not people, until late, right? Yeah, not until much later. It, like, you explain who he is and where he comes from, and you know everything about him. Like, he does what it says on the tin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the he's the baddest badass warrior from the lost kingdom with like great tragedy and blah 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 blah. Yeah. And that's fine. That's good. I like that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Don't in, need to give him a whole lot of screen time or backstory. I would say an interesting comparison would be Aragorn from the Lord of the Rings movies. Mm-hmm. The way the way it's played by Viggo Mortensen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's very very stoic, you know, he doesn't have a lot of character. Uh, but they they eventually like add in the the drama of his character like when you first meet him he has no he's like closed off yeah right you don't know who this guy is or what he's doing you know, he's even kind of not trustworthy mm-hmm. although he does have a little bit of humor to him like here and there yeah and i think that's a that's a good example mm-hmm. yeah and lots of people in game of thrones right game of thrones is really good at this mm-hmm. that's true but i think like you can have it you can have a good character that doesn't have melodrama and then the, the writers of this show felt that everybody had to have melodrama all the time it does feel that way yeah so, episode six. Yeah. We get Swan Sanchez's backstory. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Which of, is... Of all people. Of all people, right? Like, that's an interesting choice. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, she is a an important character in the books. Uh, and, no, it doesn't seem quite as central to the show so far. Yeah, maybe she'll be have a, well, a bigger role in the later episode, uh, seasons or something. I don't know exactly what that showed us maybe it showed us that Aes Sedai are treated like crap when they're young yeah I mean kinda it was it was yeah it was yeah it was, it, was, it, was her, it was a weird choice to actually film her backstory and not film say Lan's backstory yeah or anyone I mean yeah. Yeah, or uh, Moraine's backstory like that all that bit where Moraine got the the prophecy like it, it wouldn't it be cool if they had showed us uh, Moraine and Swan getting the prophecy when yeah, they were from younger Guitarra, yeah. oh yeah that would have been awesome yeah mm-hmm. And that would have been, but they showed us this of, of like Swan having like a, a good dad that protects her from the mean people that yeah. don't like magic users. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. It's not like it was bad. It's not that any of the actors and stuff are bad. It was an interesting choice. Yeah. But then we see uh, the Hall of the Tower. I actually thought that looked pretty cool. 
Yeah, yeah, that was nice. The yeah. sets were nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the uh, the White Tower Council. It's like the, that circle around the the hall, and each each of the little ajas are represented there. And, yeah, and she meets Loghain and condemns him to life because he's like, "No, kill me," because it sucks so much not to be able to channel. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gentled. She's like, "Nah." And then uh, Leandrin and Moraine spar politically in the mm-hmm. hall. Yeah, I guess that, that Leandra is a good actress. Yeah, yes, she I, is. I think I, I, I hope that uh, she plays a central role because they they did a good job of her, right? Yeah, well, she I hope so. Yeah, because she's going to be the the evil Black Aja leader for a if long time. If they do that, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then of course there were Swan and Moraine's little uh, thing. Yeah. Where they teleport to their yeah like a, they they bug they, they, they have a Terangreal that takes them to I guess. I don't know if that was actually Swan's childhood home, which was actually burned down, so I guess not. Yeah. Maybe it takes him to the, the dream? I, I believe that they mention this in the books, that there's a Terangriol that the... They call it something in the old tongue, but it translates to uh, fuck bungalow. <laughs> <laughs> Wizard fuck bungalow, that's right. <laughs> right yeah, 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 and yeah. I said I fuck mm-hmm. bungalow. Yeah. It wasn't Teleranriod. Yeah, I guess not. Yeah. Yeah, it's just... The writers needed them to be able to do that, so they have this really weird, powerful Terangriol that they use for that. Yeah, well, like, that. well, we already, you know what it was? They wanted like a fuck bungalow, and they're like, "Oh well, shit, we built this thing. Let's like, I don't know, do Swan's backstory or something." That's true. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Oh, yeah. was it supposed to be like a fishing hut or something? Yeah, it mm-hmm. was. Yeah, yeah it was. But it, I think, it, like I said, I think it was a, a, an image of Swan's childhood home. Yeah, uh, it was a river fishing hut. Right. Okay. So yeah, in a w- river fucking hut. So yeah, well, because so, you know where they are, right? Where? Oh, they're the fingers. The fingers uh, of the dragon. Yeah. <laughs> right outside of Tyr. Yeah. Come on, that's funny. No, that's good. It's good. Come on, they even have a little a little oral sex joke there. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, like, I, I think that uh, I think that the romantic relationship that they that was there for uh, Swan and Moraine probably was a little controversial, just because I think people didn't. I think it's pointless. Yeah. It was fine. Like, I don't think it added or detracted from yeah. the story, really. I, 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 would, I would say, if anything, it detracted because the cool thing to me about those characters is how they have a secret mission yeah. that yeah. only they know about. And, and they pretend to be enemies in public, but they're united by purpose. But in this, it's just like, you could read it like they're just united by hormones or, mm-hmm. you know, love or whatever you call it. Yeah. yeah. And so that's, that's weaker, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's I fine mean, though. they've it's demonstrated fine. that it's possible to have non-sexual f- women relationships when you look at, like, Egwene and Nynaeve, so I'm okay with them making them lovers. Yeah, there did seem to be gratuitous boobs in this episode, though. Remember there was a bath scene? Oh, yeah, that's right. Which I understand why the people in the bath, in the communal bath, had their boobs out. But then there were just, like, the servants walking around with their boobs out, too. That was very Game of Thrones, I thought. Okay, that... that it gets really sense. sweaty, you know? And, and also, yes. it's, like, really awkward if everyone is boobs out and you're not boobs out. I mean, that's so know? embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> like, if everyone else is boobs out, you're going to want to go boobs out. Otherwise, you're going to feel weird. I guess that's... Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That tricks. Like, yeah, yeah. But then Egwene and Perrin finally make it to Tarvalon. And uh, the Maureen finds Egwene and Perrin and also finds Matt and Rand... And keeps them separate to, like, control them because Maureen is a tricky person. Yeah, mm-hmm. she doesn't tell all of them that she knows where all of them are. Yeah. And Le- Leandrin is on to Maureen's scheme or whatever she's doing. Mm-hmm. And so Maureen has to, like, protect herself, protect her, her plot. And eventually it comes up that uh, 
Swan has to banish Moraine in public yeah. to protect the conspiracy. Yeah, because her the Blue Sitter ordered that Moraine stay in the tower, which yeah. she can't do. Yeah, so and, they had and, to banish her. And Moraine knows because Swan has magic dreams that they have to go to the Eye of the World. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Uh, it's it's all extra dramatic. I, I can't imagine. I imagine the Moraine in the books being like. Exiled from where? That that place that I never visit? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, you know, everybody's angry at me because I never come here. <laughs> Exiled from White Tower, you say? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, please don't throw me in the briar patch. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's, it's a very dramatic scene. And they're very, they're very, they cry the whole time. Yeah. So it's very obvious that they're like, you know, they're, they're not keeping it together at all. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is also the episode where Maureen heals Matt, right? Yeah, she does. And she does it by herself. Yeah. So she, I guess she sort of draws the the dagger evil out and then puts it in the dagger again. Yeah, I guess so. She pulls it because it was in his mouth. That's right. where That's where the Mashadar was. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it gets but, in your lungs. But but I guess this is the only the initial healing because Matt is not uh, actually cured at this point. They didn't seem to say be. that. In the book, she explicitly said, I just put a cap on it. It's going to take serious healing. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, I mean, I see, I guess I see why they did this, but I felt like it was a disappointment because I, I actually, that's one of the high points of the books, in my opinion, is that scene where they're all, all the Aes Sedai are healing Matt mm-hmm. and it's super dramatic. And then right in the middle of it, he starts shouting at them in the old tongue. Yeah. I think they deliberately left it, am- left it ambiguous because they're not quite sure what they're going to do with his character throughout the rest of the series. Hmm. Well, they've, they've already recast him, right? Yeah. But I mean, he's going to show back up again. But is he, you know, is he going to still have evil dagger, dagger magic or not? You know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what the, I don't know how they're going to fix Matt without having something. Yeah. Something slightly more dramatic than what's already happened to him happen, right? Yeah, I, I'm trying to. I'm trying not to just compare this to what exactly happened in the books. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Because I, you, you got to take some license. You got to adapt it to a new medium. All that stuff. Sure. But this feels like it went nowhere, right? Like he picked up an evil dagger and, oh, she, she fixed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I. They tried to add some drama where they thought that Matt was the dragon because of the evil dagger stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And maybe that works if you haven't read the books and you don't know that Rand is the dragon. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, this is like kind of a funny note. Uh, a buddy of mine who uh, who's watching this with his fam, with his, with his dad... Said uh, that uh, his dad was super confused because Maureen keeps calling Swan mother, and oh. <laughs> and he was like, <laughs> he was like, she, wait, she has a oh, this very Game of Thrones thing, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so they're trying to one up Game is of that, Thrones, were they? Is, is that a Terran custom? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just thought that was funny. Yeah, that is kind of funny. Uh, the ice, I. The White Tower looked good from the outside. On the inside, it's clear they only had like two rooms. Yeah, well, you always knew which, at least, well, <laughs> so I guess both Swan and Maureen's room have the little uh, Tarangriol thing, so you could use the same room for both, right? Yeah, yeah, the fuck bungalow. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, I mean, I, so I heard that they spent $80 million on this season of the show, right? Which, uh, I'm not very good at math, but I think that works out to around $10 million per episode. Like, where'd it go? Does it include advertising? That's a good question. I wonder, yeah, I wonder yeah, how much it went does, to market. Yeah. 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 Because Game of Thrones had a really high budget. Mm-hmm. I think it was like a comparable budget to that. And I think Game of Thrones looked better. Yeah, it looked way better. They had these big cities and you could see like lots of extras and lots yeah. of worlds. You know, they had... Uh, Wheel of Time has this problem that like 
the world doesn't look lived in. Like no, nobody's doing anything interesting. Yeah. The, like the, there's nothing, ah, whatever. I don't, I don't want to complain too much about it. Yeah. <laughs> so they go to the way gates because they got to get to the eye of the world. That's the only way to get there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the way gates, they've done interestingly. Like it's yeah. a pair of pillars that instead, instead of being a door, it's a pair of pillars you have to channel to open. Yeah. Right. I, mean, I, I thought it was kind of, I like the, you know, the stone, the OG wrought stone that was uh, carved in plants that are so lifelike that mm-hmm. you can't imagine they're not. And then like the winds actually starts blowing the plants on the stone and it becomes alive. I and... guess that would have been more expensive or something. I wonder. I, 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 it's, yeah. al- it's also interesting because it's going to change certain things. If only a channeler can open them. Yeah. How did the OG open them? Uh, that's a good question. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to... Yeah, they just... It didn't. Yeah. Let's move on. Yeah. yeah let's uh, not get nitpicky or we'll be yeah. here forever. I, yeah. Either way, that episode ends with them going into the ways, but Matt doesn't go with them because he's turned evil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he decides not to go. Yeah. He stays behind. Which actually is the most Matt-like decision he's made in this uh-huh. entire show. <laughs> kind of, yeah. He's like, the way sounds pretty fucked up. I don't think I'm going to go in there. Yeah. This, you I'm guys take, go ahead. I'm going to go through the ways and get my soul stolen to go to a place that I don't really want to go yeah. anyway. Yeah, I'll catch you guys when you come back. Sure, which <laughs> yeah. Marine had sent off our horses. By which the way, by the way, still had their packs on them. Oh yeah, yeah. They all rode their horses out there, and she didn't even like <laughs> tell them that they weren't going to bring their horses with them or let them like unpack their horses. <laughs> so they went out there with nothing. <laughs> she just like sent the horses away. I hope they could, you know, find a place to go. Yeah, that, uh, yeah. That that doesn't make any sense. It was weird. The ways, yeah, they changed the ways, but the way they looked was pretty cool. It looked fine. Yeah, yeah. that's next episode. Oh, did, was it? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, chapter seven. Now we get... Episode seven. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Conceptually the same. Yeah. Uh, uh, episode seven. Now we get a flashback to Tigraine. It, yeah. It actually is Tigraine. To Rand's mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, at, as she... At the, the battle of the Aeol War, at the slopes of Dragon Mount, and she's like in labor, <laughs> spear fighting a bunch of dudes. And she, I mean, it was actually pretty badass, right? Like, it, was, it was cool. I yeah. thought it looked really good. Yeah. Her... I thought the actress was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. In a very rough role, I thought the fighting looked really good. I thought the armor and the... Everything yeah. looked great. It really looked cool. The, the actors did a good job. I don't know if they intended it to be funny, but it was hilarious, I thought. <laughs> Just how she would like stab them and, like, and then get, get it like a labor pang. Yeah. <laughs> and they'd be like, all right, back to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it, it felt very ideal to me, you know, having this like... Yeah. 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 But yeah, it was... Uh, it was uber badass. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And uh, I guess they don't... Well, I guess they, they indicate who that is or what that has to do with the rest of the story because you're supposed to know that that's Tam in like young CGI. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you get a little flashback later too when Rand is, takes a flashback to when he was hanging out with Tam after Tam had gotten injured when he's uh, talking about right. finding him on right. the Right, okay. So you, you think that's enough for somebody that hasn't read it to understand uh-huh. who that is? Probably not. Maybe. Maybe not. Yeah. Uh, it's cool. Yeah. But then uh, everybody's traveling through the waves. Everybody but Matt. Yeah. yeah. He's off drinking and dicing and having a really good time. Yeah. I hope we get the Matt side of things, you know, in the next season. It's like the this season's about everyone else and the next season's just about Matt, what he's doing when they're not, you know. Yeah. Matt adventures. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah the waves are creepy. I think they were pretty creepy. Yeah. 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 They, they look very different than they did in the books, but, you know, it's it fine. They fine. look good. Yeah. And they didn't do the bubble of shadow thing. That's true. 
But whatever. But they did talk about how if you fall off the ways, you just fall forever, mm-hmm. which is yeah. yeah, pretty. You know. And they find that there's trollocs in the ways, and so they they can't go straight to the eye of the world. They have to go to Faldara instead. Yeah, because that's closer. Yeah, because they because the Machin Shin follows channelers, and one of them accidentally channels. Yeah, yeah. The when the trolloc, I guess it's just one trolloc that attacks them. Yeah, that okay. That's dumb writing. Like yeah. there's just one trolloc, and, and this just one trolloc just ran and attacked them for no reason. Yeah, yeah. well, it's lost. <laughs> <laughs> he was looking for Look, they don't speak Trolloc, but he was like, hey guys, help, I'm lost. It's <laughs> and, scary in here. And, and instead of Machin Shin being this ev- this super evil thing, it's just kind of a dick who like yeah, talks right. shit at you. He's just really rude. It yeah. says, says mean things in your ears. About you, yeah. <laughs> oh, you, you, you dress so stupid. Man. I know, Machin Everyone Shin. knows how stupid you dress. It's basically yeah. like a teenage girl. It like hones in on your like biggest insecurities <laughs> and just like... <laughs> Yeah. Makes fun of you. Have you ever yeah. noticed how big your nose is? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Remember that time you had toilet paper stuck to your shoe? Everybody saw it. <laughs> I would have thrown myself off the side, not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I guess that's a big change from the Machin Shin of the books, which wanted to like tear your flesh off and yeah, eat yeah. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh but I but yeah, sure. Hurtful feelings. Whatever. They, they but do... it ends up being surprisingly helpful because it gives Rand some information. It does. It tells them the truth, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think everything it said to them was actually true. Yeah. And even and Moraine was like, don't listen to it. But like, it was right. They yeah. needed to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the wind was just trying to be their friend. He was yeah. trying to be honest. Just being brutally honest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Perrin, you gotta get your shit together, dude. <laughs> yeah. But they make it out to Faldara. Yeah. And they meet Lord Agamar. Uh, Faldar, by the way, like also look pretty cool. Like it their cities are all pretty cool. Yeah, that was like. a ludicrously big castle. <laughs> you know, it's it's a epic border defense, right? Yeah. And uh, Agomar is kind of a jerk to them. Yeah. So, yeah, it was interesting. Maureen shows up and is like, "Okay, here's the thing I got to tell you." And Agomar just like unloads on her. He's like, "Fuck yeah. you, I said, oh, I yeah. can't believe you come in here talking. I know what you're gonna say." And Maureen's like, "Uh." Actually, yeah, that's, we, I was. Gonna, I'm, not, I'm not even here to you. We're just passing through. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Oh, sorry about that. Uh, I'll, I'll do that the next." I said, "I, it's fine." Yeah, but she does also talk to Agamar's sister to get a message to the White Tower and six the Red Aja on Matt. Yeah, she yeah. does. Yeah, why? Uh, I don't know because he might be the dragon. Okay, yeah, he I guess at that point she doesn't know he's not the tra- dragon. Or maybe she's just pissed off that he didn't come with her and this is like the rudest thing you can do. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, this is gonna this is gonna piss him off. Yeah. Send the red Aja after his ass. And then they meet fan favorite Min. Yeah. He's been yeah. transplanted to Faldara. Yeah. And is another bartender. Yeah, I mean I guess, yeah. 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 Right? I can see Min being a bartender. That's that, yeah, that makes sense. Sure. I'd say that would her character would do well as a bartender, you know? I guess, yeah. I mean, she was a barmaid, or she was a tavern maid, wasn't she? Was she? I don't remember that at all. Didn't she work at an inn in Barillon? Uh Yeah, that sounds right. Oh, all right. I don't sure. remember what her job was, but I think you're, I think you're right. Oh, yeah, giving, anyway. giving passing Aes Sedai viewings of the future. Yeah. She had super short hair, and that was spiky, and like tattoos, and she looked cool. Yeah, yeah. actress did a good job, and the yeah. viewings were pretty cool, the way they were implemented. Yeah. You think so? I would have liked to see more of them. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. No, I'm talking myself out of it now that I think about it. Yeah. Yeah, so, so, I, thought, I thought the effects were neat, how they would show the the per, like the, a different version of the person connected to the person, yeah. but in a different way. It was very, very different from the way they described the prophecies, though. And I've tried very hard to not be like, well, in the book it was like this. But like I thought it would have been really cool if we could have seen things that were a little more vague. Instead of seeing Rand like holding a baby, 
which later really pissed me off because Min was like, every single viewing I have always went true. Well, then Rand's not going to die because he's holding a baby, mm-hmm. you know? Um, if we had seen, remember, it was like, you know, broken towers and rings of gold and like it yeah. was a lot more prophetic and um, abstract. Maybe. Abstract. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. No, I agree. Yeah. Uh, I think I, 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 I do. I'm, I try to give, you know, credit where credit's due as far as the show's concerned. But yeah, I, I, I didn't care for that particular choice because I think it would have been pretty easy to show, you know, something a little bit more abstract, maybe you, easier. You actually don't even have to do special effects for that because a lot of it was like, I saw a crown on that person's head. Yeah. Or I saw like a, a skull nestled in that person's hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you could just do stuff like that and it'd be creepy. Yeah. And cool. But whatever. Yeah. Whatevs. Also, yeah. the men in the books, she sees things from the past and the present too, not just the future. Mm-hmm. Also true. Yeah. So it's a lot more vague. Yeah, and and adds to the mystery of kind of what she does. But yeah, yeah. Then uh, the Emmons Fielders get together and discuss whether or not to go to the Eye of the World. Moraine tells them that anybody that goes to the Eye of the World, except for the one that's the Dragon Reborn, will die. Yeah, mm-hmm. which, as far as I can tell, is a stone cold lie. I was wondering where that came from. She, so she must have believed it to be true. Like, she must have. Yeah, it was pretty unambiguous when she said it. Yeah. yeah. But she didn't say why she believed that. Like, I, I, I found it frustrating because someone even asked her, how do you know that? She's like, I just know. That, thought doesn't, that doesn't really jive with anything that we would, like, like it wouldn't but have been it, part of the prophecy, right? It isn't that a lie, I just know. Because if she learned it from somewhere, then she can't say, I just know, because that indicates that. Well, I don't know if she really said whatever. that. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What, uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, that seems arbitrary and pointless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it, insert some more drama. Yeah. Yeah. And this is also, I think, the at that point more is where the thing that I think all of us universally found yeah. very frustrating. I, I believe the the quote in our room uh, when we were watching this was "fuck the writers," <laughs> <laughs> because what they what they discuss is that Perrin has a unrequited love for Egwene, and there's now a love triangle between Perrin and Egwene and Rand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny because I felt this happening like up up until that point there had been some weird scenes where Perrin was kind of just like looking at Egwene and like I was like what is he doing it's like it looks like he has a thing for her and I was like that doesn't why you know I will forgive that by like five percent because in the books when Perrin and Egwene are traveling together he does have an almost proprietary interest in her even though I think that was more of a I consider you know more of a like a sisterly brotherly yeah. relationship but it could have been construed as maybe he had some feelings for her maybe I always I, I always interpreted but fuck that triangle though that was ridiculous yeah, it didn't, yeah. I didn't, like oh I didn't care you know my wife died but I wanted her to die because I really wanted to go in I was like what what yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know it was awful it's terrible right and this this is my thesis is that the writers just wanted to add melodrama yeah. in any way they can. And there's like a layer of melodrama that is unconnected to anything in the books yep. that has been added to most of the scenes of this show. Yep. Yeah. It was bad and they should feel bad. I, I, anyway. No, I, 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 uh, I, th- I think the, the most charitable conclusion I could come to is that in aging up the character... So, okay. The drama that happens in the books is mostly the result of them being young and stupid teenagers, like interacting with each other. So they age them up in the show so that young, stupid teenager vibe doesn't work. So maybe they had to, this is the closest thing they could come up with. That's my most charitable explanation, but I found it really frustrating to watch because I was like, 
this doesn't feel like it's serving the characters very well, in my no. opinion, you know? Yeah, agreed. It's, it's, I hate it. I hate it. It's terrible. This is exactly why I don't watch TV. It's <laughs> crap like this. I'm sorry, Jeff. I'm sorry we're making you watch TV. <laughs> but we're not going to stop. But then, uh, speaking of something less dramatic, uh, Lan has like a family? Is that, it's, no, it's, well, it's like an adopted family. Yeah. yeah. People like took him in after he was they're orphaned. The people who raised him and like, they're all happy to see him. And he's Uncle Lan who always brings a toy when he comes back. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was like, okay. All right. Uh, uh, yeah. Sure. And then he follows him. Yep. So she gets to like have dinner with them or something. Right. She gets invited in. Yeah. Because... Meet the girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're, di- they're diving right into Lan and Nynaeve's ro- ro- romance, which I... Don't actually mind that much, honestly, because yeah, yeah, because their romance was always wacky in the books. Yeah, it, like mm-hmm. it, it, it seems like it happens abruptly in the books. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I kind of, I kind of like that in the books how they have this this star-crossed lovers love that can never be, mm-hmm. and whenever anybody mentions it or talks about it, they're like, "Really, him? You mean with him?" <laughs> <laughs> Like that guy, the face like a stone wall, guaranteed to die soon. Hey, like, look, man, you know, everyone's got their thing, right? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. But yeah, I guess they added this. It makes more sense because they are just like two normal old pretty people mm-hmm. yeah. that hang out with each other for a while. And, and Bone, they, they take the Bone train to Bone Town. Yeah, shocking. Yeah, you know what? Uh, the women's circle would have Nynaeve up. <laughs> they, would. they would have birched her. <laughs> they would have birched her before the women's circle for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, for yeah, yeah, I guess so. That's... But it's, you know, it's post-Game of Thrones world. You gotta have sex in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not even Rand are boning, so, you know. Uh, Egwene, Egwene and Rand. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, buddy, this left triangle just became a quadrangle. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you're right. Egwene and Rand are boning also, so, I mean, you know. Yeah. That's fine. The Emmons Fielders, they get down. That's fine. You know, I, I appreciate that. I, I found I find the uh, the very, like, prudish nature of the Emmons Fielders frustrating in the book sometimes, where it's just like... Come on, just let him bone, whatever, you know? So yeah. I'm okay with that. This thing is funny. But then uh, Rand goes and talks to Min, and Min is able to tell him Tam's story, and so he figures out that he's the guy. He's the Dragon Reborn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He goes to Moraine, and they sneak off together. Yeah, they do, and they don't address Min and Rand's relationship at all, which was surprising. They don't. Because so, Min knew that immediately in the books. Yeah, I, I think she does, right? She, she just mentions three beautiful women, and that's it. Right. She doesn't give any indication. Yeah, yeah. And, and that could be that she knows and she just doesn't want to tell them, you know, because it's not their damn business. But, I mean, yeah. that's true. She doesn't tell them, but as the reader, it was very apparent that she was one of them. That is true. Was it? Well, I thought it was. Mm, well, I just may I, not be as she, uh, she, perceptive. She kind of, I mean, she she followed him around. No, maybe, maybe, I don't know, I don't remember. Eh, well, whatever. Yeah. Either way, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I did sort of wonder if they were going to have um, Rand's many, many wives in the, in this, yeah. in the TV series. You are know, they going like, to do that? Yeah. I'm, I'm very curious. curious, yeah. If they're going to. I don't, I don't think they are, yeah, because we haven't even met Elaine. True. Yeah. And, I mean, Avienda wouldn't have shown up yet. But. Yeah. No, the only one we've met is Min. Yeah. Hmm. So maybe it'll just be Rand and Min. Hmm. No, it'll just be Rand and Egwene. Oh, I don't know, actually. Who yeah, knows what they're yeah. going to do? Yeah. You know, like Wayne's going to end up with Perrin and Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <sighs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah. So that's good. And then, and Maureen and Rand sneak off. Yeah. It's with, unclear why. Without land. Without land. Interesting. Yeah. It was like the guy that Maureen brings with her to deal with things like blights. Yeah. Yeah. The, and 
and I guess it's because it's a suicide mission, but Lan is also the guy she brings to deal with suicide missions because he's like Mr. Suicide Mission. Then that shows me she must have believed the prophecy that whoever went with to the eye of the world who wasn't the dragon was going to die. She must have gone in thinking she was going to die and so she didn't want Lan to die. But, Which would work for her, though. But it mm-hmm. wouldn't because if she died, Lan would kill himself because we just learned that we had a whole episode himself. about that. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you're right. I mean, like, that that would have been an explanation if they hadn't spent, like, a half an episode explaining you, how warders always kill themselves. You know what wasn't explained which really pissed me off? Hmm. Um, what was Moraine's tell, quote-unquote, that, that uh, Lan... You know who's the best oh, ass of all bad times? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's the next one. Okay, but yeah, yeah. you're right. It's I don't. It doesn't make any sense to me that they sneak off like this. They just do, I guess. Okay. They need drama. Yeah. So episode eight. Uh, there's a prologue in the Age of Legends. Yeah. Who's Theron Telemon? The Age of Legends said it looked pretty cool. It, yeah, it, it, it looked, looked great. That looks sweet. Yeah. yeah. I think it was mentioned that it, it looked a little bit like an Apple campus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I also said that. That was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, but that was a... Uh, Apple designed Age yeah. of Legends. <laughs> but yeah. it, was, it was solid. Like, that was... If, uh, the way I kind of imagined the Age of Legends, that's what it looked like. And it was yeah. super cool, too. Somebody went through. I saw it online. They went through, and we had seen... Remember in the very first episode when we saw the the landscape, the ruined landscape, and we were like, that's awesome. It was totally it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. The, sky, the, the skyscrapers under the... The overgrowth or whatever, yeah, right? Yeah. Super totally. cool. That's a nice touch. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's loose there in Telamon uh, having an argument with some woman, some Ice Sedai. Who's a, not the Amarillin seat, the Tamerlan seat. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it was, you know, the, I, th- I think that might have been a thing from the books. I don't remember if it was like a, because we, we did have some, you know, through Tel- uh, Rudian. R- Rudian, right. We did have some flashbacks and that might have been a thing. I don't remember. Yeah, well, you, yeah. you know, Tamerlan is, right? The, in the real world, the Timur the Lame, the. The great emperor, the king, oh, from like no. the before the thousand before the the three digit centuries. Oh no, I didn't mm. know that. Cool. Yeah. Mm. So that's so it's a reference to that. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those one of those history references. So that's oh, cool. cool. Okay. I didn't know that. That's so cool. It's got to come from Robert Jordan somewhere. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I do wonder about that flashback though, because based on the conversation, you get the impression that. Luce Theron knew that there was a risk of the Dark One tainting the One Power by him doing this thing, right? Yeah, the, the conversation is basically the Tamerlan Seat saying, don't you do it, Luce Theron, because the Dark One will taint the, the One Power. And he's like, I'm going to do it anyway, because I'm so arrogant. Yeah. That was... And also there's a baby here. Yeah, <laughs> which was never explained. Right, it's not clear whose baby that is. It was supposed to be a parallel later to when Rand sees Joya, his baby, oh. I guess. So later on when he sees like a quick vision of Luz Theron Telamon at the Eye of the World, yeah. he's holding something, and I wonder if he's holding the baby. Oh. Oh, maybe. Maybe he's like, like the baby is part of the, the ritual that he's doing. Oh, maybe, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it, it, it was it was interesting, and and I guess the the person he was talking to, we were like, oh, is that Iliana? Iliana. Iliana, but no, it was just some random right, yeah. friend of his. Yeah. Who's some for some reason in in the nursery? But whose nursery is that? <laughs> right. Is he in her nursery? Is she in his nursery? Why are they having a conversation in the nursery? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, so I think maybe that was supposed to be his kid. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's Who's what I figured. Because he's kid, right? trying to like make the world better for it or something. Okay. All right. Yeah. So that's why the kid is there. Right. Yeah. yeah. Plot device or a conversation piece. Yeah. Conversation piece. <laughs> <laughs> so then we see Moraine and Rand in the Blight. Mm-hmm. What they did with the Blight is interesting. Yeah. I, I think I think y'all kind of hit on the reason for it was probably like set set purposes, right? Like Yeah. It's, the Blight is a big old kind of 
undergrowth of brambles and stuff. It really reminded me of that fairy tale with, with where Sleeping Beauty is inside and there's all the, like brambles around the castle. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. yeah. And Random Morian spent the whole time walking down what was pretty clearly the same tunnel of brambles <laughs> back and forth. I guess that with the blight that they were walking through, it makes sense that they didn't need land, right? Like the blight that we know uh, has weird creatures and all kinds of horrible things. You need a warder along, but this blight's mostly just a bunch of brambles. So right. they didn't really need a warder for that, I guess. And then Rand has a genuinely cool devil dream. Yeah, yeah that was pretty great. Uh, Ishmael or Balsamon. They haven't given him a name yet, right? Mm-hmm. No, they just call him the Dark One. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, he wakes he wakes up in his dream, uh, being covered by blight yeah. uh, stuff. Right, and then and then Ishmael or whoever it is, the Dark One kills Moraine. Yeah. Stabs her right in the mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they, and then he chats with Rand and does his like dark side stuff. And then Rand is like, I figured this out. This is a dream. And so he stabs himself. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I always do when I want to wake up from a dream. <laughs> yeah. And you know, kids out there, if you're going to stab yourself with a sword, aim for a vital organ. Don't go for the gut. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's not a great way. It's to go. a slow and very painful way to die. You, you want to get the diaphragm of the heart. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, that wakes him up. And then he chats with Moraine, and Moraine's plan is she gives him a saw on Griel. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I was, I was thinking about this. So, okay. Moraine in the books always travels with a just an on Griel, right? Not a saw on Griel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Rand in the books does have an on Griel, not a saw on Griel. Yeah, he picks up one somewhere. Uh, so Moraine has a saw on Griel to give to Rand. That means she knew it had to be a male channeler, or our saw and grill in the oh, yeah. show not divided by. Maybe she had another one for female channel. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> two saw and grill. Yeah, just <laughs> one in case. to go. Yeah, yeah. Mm. it's a good thing you didn't right. get an ac- accidentally get it mixed up, right? Yeah. Meanwhile, a huge Trolloc army is attacking Faldara, which is a really weird fortification. There's like a wall, a giant wall through Tarwin's Gap. Whatever. Uh, Agamar and what all are all getting ready to fight a big old battle. Yeah. Bunch of Trollocs. And then Lan is tracking Moraine and Rand through the Blight using the Tell. Yeah, Alice Nynaeve. mentioned this. Yes. Oh, this frustrated me. Yeah, Nynaeve is like, that time I tracked you and found you, I was actually tracking Moraine because she has a Tell, which Lan never noticed. <laughs> yeah, He knows right? her better than literally anybody in the world, and he's this, like, badass, amazing guy, and he really never noticed anything. Yeah, I, I thought, like you did, that... It, it had to be power related. Yeah, it was a magic thing, yeah. Yeah, but it didn't. It wasn't because we find out later Lan is able to follow Moraine, and of course he couldn't see the power if the tell had something to do with the power. So it made yeah. no sense. And they never tell us what it was. Yeah, and then he was like, I'll tell you the tell. And they cut something yeah. else. Yeah. Cut away, yeah. 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 What I think it is is that Moraine is always eating pistachios and throwing the nuts on the ground. <sighs> that must nails. be it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lan just never noticed because he's always walking in front of her. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we also hypothesize maybe she just like farts the whole time it's always in front of her guarding yeah. her so he Brains, doesn't know when she's walking you know like yeah. she, she, she scuffs her feet a lot to hide the sound of, <laughs> yeah. of her farting <laughs> yeah. she's Kyrian and they eat a lot of cabbage a lot of eggs you yeah know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why she always insists that Lan walks in front yeah <laughs> but if you're trying to follow Moraine man just follow the smell right so they get to the eye of the world which is a pretty cool like sort of temple dug into the ground thing. Yes. Yeah. Like, some sort of ruin. Yeah. Nifty kind of like, uh, almost like Coliseum-esque or, yeah. or something. Yeah. And Rand remembers the Eye of the World, remembers Luz Theron fighting uh, Ishmael at the Eye of the World. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, that's this. I guess they're saying the Eye of the World is the Aes Sedai symbol. 
or something or, or in this world in the world of the books it looks like show? yeah it, it it's the 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 two the the fang and the flame you right know, the dual symbol yeah but then Rand touches it and he goes into some kind of dream illusion thing yeah where he is uh with living a happy farmer life mm-hmm. with Egwene and a baby named Joya yeah and meanwhile there's a big old battle going on at Faldara and oh, we we oh, we almost forgot to, forgot to mention. There's a, a great little cameo with the the one eyed guy. I don't think they ever did end up saying his name, but it's yeah. clearly Uno. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He and curses. He, it was nice. He's the only person saying the actual curses from the books. Yeah, yeah. bloody flaming goats. Yeah, yeah. And his his uh, eye patch is very like off putting, which is exactly what it should be. Right? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. it's great. So that's neat. It's good to have Uno there. Uh, but they cut out a lot of the other stuff with like Ingtar or whatever. Yeah. But what else? But they're digging. Uh, they don't explain why at first. They're they're digging. They knock over the throne and start digging underneath under. the throne. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, the horn of Valir is there. Yeah, they they unearth the horn of Valir, which they know where it is. It's underneath Agamar's throne. Yeah, it's been waiting there all this time. Because they're like, this is the last battle. It's time for the horn. Which is okay. Better go find the dragon. Yeah, go get the dragon so we can blow the horn because the the dragon has to blow the horn. It, okay. Yeah, that that I. Why do you guys think this is the last? I mean. Okay, it's the show. It's the show, not the books. But yeah. this is like, this happens twice a month in Faldara, right? Yeah. Is this kind of Trollocs attacking? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, this is what these guys do all day, every day. That's why they're so martial, is because they fight Trollocs. Yeah. All the time, yeah. It's so, like, that's just, that's, that's just breakfast. They're like, this is the last battle? Okay, whatever. And they have the Horn of Valyr? They just have it? Yeah, they've been just holding on to it. There's a whole book about finding the Horn of Valyr, right? <laughs> yeah. It's the next book. Yeah. Well, now they don't have to do that. Okay, whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. yeah. I guess they're not going to have horn uh, hunters for the horn either, huh? Yeah. Oh man, you know who was? It'd be terrible if they never showed up at all. What? Yeah. No Fayul? Uh, oh look, no! They don't need her anymore. There's yeah. no horn hunters. Yeah, Perrin, Perrin has a dead wife and a woman he's lusting after. <laughs> His best true. friend's girl. He's all booked up romantically. Yeah. So meanwhile, Rand's dream is making him choose between light or darkness, I guess. Yeah, so Ishmael's in the dream. So Ishmael slash the Dark One is in the dream and telling him... Yeah, because the writers watch Star Wars instead of reading Wheel of Time. Yeah. <laughs> so they like, give in to your emotions and just, you know, use the power to make what you want out of the world. Yeah, which yeah. has something to do with the baby. I don't know. Yeah, yeah you... make the baby be real with your powers. Right, Yeah, which is what will make him... I don't know. I don't know how that will make him evil or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Rand chooses goodness because the real Egwene he knows would never choose to would, yeah, could, do, could do way better. <laughs> <She does. laughs> Look, here's the truth. Egwene could, could do better than yeah, I. That, that, yeah. that girl is not a settler. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, to, to, in his defense, yeah. Yeah, no, he's true. right. right. Yeah. And, and that self-awareness saves the world. <laughs> <laughs> and also him, because uh, meanwhile, in the real world, Maureen is chatting with Ish- Ishmael this whole time and has a knife ready to cut Rand's throat if he right, yeah. makes the wrong choice. Which makes sense, I guess. Oh, and I guess Ishmael uh, gentles her. Looks like it. Yeah. Well, stills her. It's gentling for dudes. Yeah, sorry. Right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. that's, that's offensive to say that. Whoa, sorry. Whoa, sorry. Whoa, Micah, come on. <laughs> Yeah. Cut, yeah, severs her from the the, from one. the source. It's yeah. unclear whether he just like tied off a shield on her or whether she could be fixed or not. It looked like a shield at first. Because he said she could still sense it. He, she just couldn't access it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but so so she's very sad about that. Yeah. yeah. But uh, while all this is going, while the battle is going on, Padden Fane does his dark friend stuff and opens up a, the, a gate to let in some dark friends. Yeah. Uh, and, some and some fades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. To Faldara. And 
also during the battle, like the <laughs> there's this whole scene where like Agamar and his sister, his sister's all like, "Don't go fight at that wall, you'll die." And he's like, "Yeah, I'll probably will die." And then he goes and 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 he dies. Yeah, there apparently. Yeah. And meanwhile, she links up with a whole circle of channelers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And fries all the Trollocs. And also all the channelers. And also all the channelers, including Nynaeve. Including Nynaeve and yeah. Egwene, and then Nynaeve like like takes the frying into herself instead of Egwene. Yeah. yeah. Sacrifices herself for Egwene. Clearly supposed to be like the burning out that happens if you ch- draw too much power. Right. And and I thought and so all the other channelers are dead. And I thought that was actually an interesting twist, but then Egwene fixes her. So. Yeah. Apparently, Egwene can heal death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I, I seem to recall there being a whole thing where Nani says you can't heal death, but it's fine. In, yeah, in fact, I remember Rand trying to heal a dead girl, and it was horrific. And they're like, "Dude, you cannot do that." In this turning, you can heal people from the death, so that yeah. I think that makes the stakes a lot lower. If the Dark One can do it, the Dragon can do it. it makes yeah. sense, right? Yeah, well, in speaking of in the Dark One and Rand dream, the Dark One teaches him how to channel. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So that's how Rand learns how to channel. Is yeah. Through uh, Ishmael, plus the Dark One. Right. And it, it was very dark side because he was all, it, instead of the flame and the void thing from the books, like the, you know, center yourself and be, you know, empty, mm-hmm. it was like the only emotions you should have is want and desire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I, it would be cool if they did something like that's how evil people channel. Yeah. Uh, but they didn't. In the David Edding series, the Belgariad, that's how they do it. They call it the will, and it's like uh, you just will something yeah. to be. So That's cool. Is, yeah. But Rand chooses Lightside and fries Ishmael with a huge blast of the power. Yeah, I was yeah. wondering what he did to him. Because like he, he, he grabs the Silent Grail, holds his fist out, and it's all glowy and stuff. And then something, right? Like, it yeah. looks like he burns away. I was wondering. like That wasn't Balefire, right? And he was, the Dark One was kind of smiling at the time. So I, maybe it's part of the plan. I don't know. Well, I have a theory about that. So the thing that they're standing on when he blasts cracks, right? Oh, I wonder. Yeah, well, I wonder if those are, that's how they're representing the seals of the Dark One, and oh. that was just a trick to get him to blast one of the seals he of the Dark One. a lot of power and, and break the seal. Yeah, and that's my theory, but I don't know. Yeah. yeah, that would make sense. That'd be pretty clever. Yeah. Ishmael's clever. Uh, uh, yeah, at, at this point, I was kind of wondering, like, am I, I... I was starting to get a little confused about what was supposed to be happening here, and I was wondering if it was more or less confusing having read the books, because... Having read the books, I have like this idea of what's supposed to be happening, and I was wondering if I was like trying to template match, and that made it more confusing because it felt I felt really confused about what was happening around this time. Yeah, uh, the, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. There's like the dream that he's in, and also the real world, and also the battle thing going on. And also, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, Patton Fane kills Loyal. Kills Loyal, right? Yes, Patton. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Doesn't he stabs he? him with that dagger. The with the with the dagger from the 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 uh, the the, the you, evil dagger. Are that... you sure it's the Shadow Logo yeah, dagger? They yeah, totally the red was. ruby on it. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. How did he get that? That's a good question. How did he? Moraine had it. She said, right? She took it away from Matt. They put it in that box, right? Wait. I'm he done. must have snuck into uh, the White Tower and taken it. He yeah. has it now. I yeah. guess that's what he did. In the yeah. books, like Moraine took it away from Matt and. Stored it with the Horn of Elyr in the strong room of Agamar's fortress, and that's mm-hmm. where it gets stolen from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Patton Fane just takes it like on a whim or something. Oh, okay. But in this, he now has it and he stabbed Loyal with it. Yeah, okay, yeah. so no more Loyal. Maybe they're like, we're tired of trying to make this guy look bigger, so. Yeah. That's very sad. It yeah. is sad. I hope that Loyal's not dead. Maybe maybe he's not dead. Maybe they're going to heal him. Yeah. 
And maybe the da- being stabbed by the stabbed by the the poison dagger is less poisonous in the series, right? So then uh, Rand uh, leaves. He says, "Oh, now I know I'm the dragon, so I have to go leave on my own." And Moraine, you have to tell everybody I'm dead. She's like, "I can't lie." He's like, "Yeah, I think we both know that's not true." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> uh, I do not understand why Rand does this. I do not understand why Moraine agrees to it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, he, he just killed the Dark One as far as they know. Uh, so he can do whatever he wants, right? Yeah. That was the, that was the end of it, and he can go live his life such as it is. And what's except, left of it? except if that's the case, then her job as an Aes Sedai is not to let him go live his life. She's going to go tell the Red Aja to hunt him down like she did with Matt, obviously. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. That's what she does when she's done with people. Yeah. yeah. Stick uh, the Red Aja on him. And it's very sad, mm-hmm. uh, I guess. And also then we get a stinger right at the very end. Uh, the Shanchan show up and they have the, all of their ships line up in a weird formation pointing directly into mm-hmm. the shore. And then and all women... of the channelers create a giant tidal wave for mm-hmm. the purpose of killing one little girl collecting seashells. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> While wearing their uh, golden ball gags. <laughs> yeah, that was an interesting choice. So the, so the okay, first of all, I, there was some question. At least I had some question about whether they would even include the Shanchan. But it looks like they're going straight for the Shanchan now. Yeah. And yeah, that was an interesting choice having the uh, the Shan Chan channelers instead of a collar. It's a ball gag. Yeah, which I guess makes sense. Oh, there was no collar. No, there wasn't. Well, they had like kind of a metal thing around. It wasn't a collar. It was more like a. And it definitely wasn't a leash. Uh, definitely no leash. You're right. Yeah. You're right. There was no leash at all. Yeah, just gold ball gags. Yeah, golden ball gags. Okay. Which, you know they can't talk, so they can't channel. Maybe I don't know. I guess the, it's, it's, you don't they're, have they're to talk to channel like, in this world. That's true. Yeah. I don't know. I, in, in, on one hand, I think the Sean Chan could be interesting, you know, as an as a a culture if they do something with it. But I don't know. It, it was silly, but I thought they looked super cool because the Sean Chan are supposed to look so surreal. Yeah, you know, so yeah. different. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. Mostly, I complain about how these shows have diverged from the books, but I hate the Sean Chan in the books. Yeah, like not not just hate who hate them in the context of the books, but I also hate reading about them. I think they're a bad element of this series. Yeah. yeah. So if they do the Shan Shen different, maybe they'll do them better. Yeah. 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 We can help. Uh, and also, like, the far west coast, we, we do not have the context in this show to know where the hell that is. That's a good point. Or like why the hell this matters. Yeah, like, we know where it is, because we're like, okay, yeah, the west coast, look at the map in our heads, because we all looked at the map a hundred times. We know where it is, right? But, we also haven't really explored the political structures of this world, mm-mm. so why would we care that some army, like, it, it was not immediately Do we immediately even know that they're different countries? Ex- exactly, right? We don't even know, if are these people, do they live here? I mean, it's okay. It's clear they're foreign invaders. You think that's clear? Yeah, it's, well, it's not. Yeah. It's, it's not. It's not even part of the plot. It's just like a teaser, you know. But yeah. to me, it was obvious that these are people two. who aren't from there who are there invading or doing, you know. Yeah, that was right? very clear that they were attacking because yeah. of the tidal wave on that little girl. Uh, yeah. So either they're foreign invaders or they just really hate that little girl. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I, I, I uh, yeah, it's interesting. That's 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 a. That's a a really good point that hadn't occurred to me, but like because they skipped Camelin, because they've kind of jumped around a lot, there we haven't heard much about what countries they're in, what countries they visited. Yeah, this is a show primarily about teenagers talking about their feelings. Yeah, yeah. and the two rulers we have seen, the King of Gaelden and Lord Aglomar, are both dead. Also yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and by the way, uh, they went to Faldara, and the only time I think that I ever heard them mention Shinar was at the end when they're saying Shinarans attack, and I was like, "Who's Shinar? You know, who are the Shinarans?" <laughs> yeah. Because when, when have they ever mentioned it? So yeah, they 
they haven't done a lot of that either. I wonder if that's going to matter. Maybe it doesn't matter. Yeah. I don't know. So, what did you guys think of the first season of Wheel of Time? Uh, I think it... I was... I always try and give as much, you know, benefit of the doubt as I can. But I, I was really struggling towards the end. Like, like it, I feel like it, it got worse instead of better for me, you know, personally. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm still excited to see the next season because, you know, that it got... If this is a season where they're tr- still trying to get their feet under them, apparently they've got an increased budget in the future ep- future episodes, and they've been, you know, thumbs up for two more seasons. So at this point, they have the the confidence, the the backing, the they can say we're really going to do this the right way, theoretically, right? Like that's what I'm hoping for. Is that they, this could be like a, a setup season, and then season two could be a lot stronger. You know, that's what I'm gonna yeah. hope for. Um, my, my husband was excited to watch the show with me because he likes it when I go off on a rant about things. But like (laughs) when I finished episode eight, like I couldn't even be mad. Like I couldn't summon up enough to care because it's so completely deviated from the books in every single way that like, I can't even be mad. It's just another fantasy show. So, I mean, I'll watch it and everyone's going to be like, oh, that's fun. That's supposed to be, you know, whoever, but I, I just... I'm not invested in it anymore. Yeah. yeah. I, to me, it feels like if the the team that made the last season of Game of Thrones <laughs> made the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> like They just didn't clearly either, either didn't know or weren't interested in capturing what was cool about the source material. Mm-hmm. They replaced it with some other stuff and the stuff they replaced it with is garbage. Yep. Yeah. Nonsensical unnecessary garbage it's, it's not even internally consistent right yeah. yeah i do sort of wish we had uh a non-book reader uh you know to 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 like f- f- uh, funnel information out of and be like does this make sense to you do you understand what's happening here because i found it a little confusing but again might it might be because i was trying to like match it to what happened in the books but if you had no information i wonder if this if you could follow what's happening here. It's always the question I have in these kinds of adaptations. And sometimes I'm surprised by the answer, you know, but... We wondered that a lot when we watched the Harry Potter movies, too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, well, uh, we're... I'm going to keep going. I don't know if you guys want... Do y'all want to keep doing this? I mean, I'll keep watching it. I don't yeah. know if we're going to keep recording. The, it depends. Is the, anybody actually going to listen to this? Well, yeah, we'll see. We'll oh, see. Uh, yeah, you guys out there, if you're listening to this, let us know. If you like this, if you hate this, are, are talking about the show... Uh yeah, we'll keep doing this. Yeah, if you're if you're into it, because I'll say if if I will do this show if people want to hear it, but if I don't want to do this show, there's no chance I will ever watch another episode of this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it either way, uh, and I'll just like you know yell at you about it. <laughs> All right, so that's it for this episode. Uh, next time we'll be back to whatever episode we're on of Towers of Midnight. Yeah, that's what we're reading. I'm Jeff Lake. I'm Jeff underscore Lake on Twitter. I'm Alice Sullivan. That's Blue Bunnet Cafe on Instagram. I'm Michael Sparkman. I still don't have one of those. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at armadillo.club. We love hearing from you. Please share us with anybody you think will like us. Please give us good reviews wherever you got this. Please find out how you can give us your dollars, including buying merchandise from our new merchandise store, which you can reach through armadillo.club. Please like us in real life. We're just so likable. Until next time. The the light light illuminates.